everyone, and welcome to Outback Team Building and Training Tips, a monthly audio resource for HR and business professionals. This podcast is produced by Outback Team Building and Training, a leading team building, training, and consulting provider for organizations across North America. I'm your host, Yasmin Shemesh, and this month I'm joined by special guest, Murray Seward, CEO at Outback Team Building and Training. Thanks so much for joining me today, Murray. Thanks for having me. It's going to be great. Our topic this month is corporate social responsibility, and Murray will be sharing his insight and expertise on the subject. But before we begin, let's start out with our quick tip of the month. Each month, we begin the episode with a quick tip for our listeners. Murray, what is the first thing a company should keep in mind when it comes to aligning a business with charitable efforts? I think the most important thing actually is to flip that around and align the charity to your team members, um, not the other way around. So rather than coming up with something that you as a business owner or a CEO are really excited about, find out what your team's excited about and then think about how you can support that or those things. It's going to be a, a lot easier way to get energy from your team members. Um, you know, things they can relate to and really get behind in a big way and in a natural way where it's not forced for them to get behind it. They want to be involved with it because they're bought in and excited about it. And even better yet, it, it, the idea came from them. So that would be my, my tip as far as that. That's great. Awesome. Now let's get to our main interview. CSR has become a standard business practice for many organizations. So why is incorporating philanthropy into a business important? A lot of people think business is is a zero-sum game. And in my opinion, business is not a zero-sum game. So healthy, profitable businesses have the opportunity to pay it forward and help with exponential growth and betterment of society. Um, We've got the ability to make the world better. And in many small ways, um, so, so we should. It just makes sense to do. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, even the smallest things can make a really big difference. It, it can make a huge difference. Something very small can make a huge difference to one small person. So why not do it? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So now there's actually some opposing views that see CSR as socially irresponsible for a company in that it can be self-serving or that it can distract from more lucrative investment opportunities. So Murray, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the the self-serving part, um, you know, indeed some some business owners support charities for an ego boost. And I I don't think that in any way lessens the positive impact their support has. So I, I don't really care if that person, you know, gets a big ego from doing it and is celebrating their own their own donations or whatever it might be. I, I could care less as long as they're helping support that charity. In terms of like the financial side of it, um, I, I think it can be irresponsible. If you if you're a business owner and you're redirecting funds and resources that your business desperately needs to stay healthy, I think it is irresponsible to divert those resources and funds to a charity. Take care of your own family, your own house first, make sure it's healthy, and then redirect the excess that you don't require to other things to help it be healthy. So it, it can be irresponsible. And you see that all the time. Um, there, there's some great causes, and I don't know the name of them, where they're donating certain amounts of their profit to charity. And I think that's a great thing as long as the company can remain healthy after giving up that money or those people's time or whatever it might be. Um, it also depends on what the goals of the business are. 
So, you know, common belief, it seems anyways, in the public of that is that the sole purpose of a business is to make every possible dollar of profit possible. And believe it or not, that's just simply not the case. There are some companies where that is the case. So if it's not the case, then again, take that excess money, those excess resources that the owners of the business don't require, and this is a great use for it. It just makes sense. I mean, you can't really help if you don't have the resources to do it. Uh, totally, but people do, right? Mm -hmm. Lots of people who are running a business, for example, think that they are very healthy mm -hmm. because they don't have financial reporting in place or whatever it might be, and then they sponsor something uh, or get involved with a charity, and at the end of the year they figure, oh, oh my God, we don't have enough money to make payroll. So that, that doesn't make any sense. You may be helping the charity, but all of your employees, your team members are suffering big time. Mm -hmm. That makes no sense. Yeah, it's about understanding that balance. Precisely, precisely. Yeah. So... Um, on that note, how reflective should a business's core values be of their approach to working alongside a charitable initiative? Yeah, I think it's an obvious plus if you can find a charitable initiative um, that's aligned with not only your core values, that makes sense, but also your beliefs and your morals, whatever those may be. It doesn't necessarily have to be the beliefs and morals of society in general, but whatever they may be for your, your team members, it's important. Um, it's critical that your team members completely support it because if they don't, then it's kind of it's kind of false or fake support. You want your team members to drive it. If the driving has to come from the top, it's not going to be sustainable. It may be successful in the first year and then it will die off. And that's one of the challenges I know charities have is once they find a donor or somebody to support, they they need that support to keep coming. Mm -hmm. So to get a, a really great. Um, a piece of support one year and then to have it die off to nothing the next can be quite harmful for a charity. So finding something that the entire team can fuel is uh, is a great thing to do. Mm -hmm. And sustaining in the long term as well is important to be able to understand how to manage that partnership so that you can support uh, one another. Absolutely, because it is, it is that and many times is a partnership, especially with significant things. Mm -hmm. You know, there's usually in each, each city there seem to be some very significant donors to healthcare. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 that's a great partnership, it makes sense, but the, the healthcare provider also needs to be in partnership with that donor to know kind of what could be happening and what, what they can support in the future. Mm -hmm. it, it just makes total sense. So those core values have to, it, it all has to be aligned or it's not gonna be sustainable. Yeah, yeah, it's a big part of the decision-making process as well big to kind of direct that, for sure. So now, what are Outback's core values and how do they play into the company's philanthropic practices? Yeah, so we've got six core values, and um, there's two of them that are very specific that do align quite well with, with the charitable things. Um, and, and those two of the six that I think most are, are most important, and, and it's kind of a, a rough analogy, but the two that I'm talking about are, are always be improving mm -hmm. and always take action. So uh, my story about that is just we had a recent leadership meeting, and we talked about Outback Cares. And we talked about how can we make this program better? How can we improve it, right? Instead of, well, it's already really fantastic, but how can we make it better? So we came up with some ideas. And then we talked about, okay, what is the actual process for taking action to make that happen? So it's not just a topic we talked about and it's going to disappear into Neverland. It's actually going to you know, get going here in the very near future. So those are the two core values that uh, I think of our six that align, align the most. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, for sure. So now looping back um, just a little bit, can you tell me a little bit more about Outback Cares and um, sort of how did you and the team build it and when did you get started yep. with it? 
So Outback Cares started back in the 1990s uh, with my mentor and our, our chairman, uh, James Corbett. He, uh, outside of our company, was supporting lots of charities uh, locally and uh, did it very quietly, didn't want any fanfare or whatever, and that was very, very cool to watch, actually. So we actually got the opportunity many, many years ago through our, um, our partner uh, in a business we own, which is a whitewater rafting company. And we had the opportunity to work with the uh, Firefighters Burn Fund. And they, every summer, held a camp for kids who had been burned in accidents, badly burned in many cases. And this was a chance for all those kids to come together um, and enjoy summer camp together, and fully funded by the firefighters and all the fundraising they did. So Jamie thought it would be a great idea to take them out on an adventure and get them out of their comfort zone and realize that they, even though they'd sustain these terrible injuries, could still get out and stretch their limits and, mm -hmm. and grow and all that. So we would take them, uh, a ton of them every year over a two-day period, take them whitewater rafting. Um, so that's how we got, that's how it really got kickstarted in a big way. Uh, and then when our, our business grew and we got into the team building side of things in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, um, we tried to figure out how we could use our, our team building activities as a way for companies to uh, and charities to, to blossom. Um, and that's where Now Outback Cares has grown really significantly in the donation we make to a ton of charitable events every year. Uh, I think this year uh, we will have donated about, about $500,000 worth of uh, team building activities that can then be raffled off, silent auctioned off, that type of thing. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so it's been, it's been very, very cool. That's awesome. Can you tell me just a little bit more about like what kind of charitable um, things that Outback Cares does? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it runs the gamut. So every everything from you know significant um, charitable events for cancer and different diseases and things like that. Lots of kids things. I just noticed last night. I saw something at one of the airports was doing a fundraiser for their kids foundation, and mm -hmm. sure enough, one of our silent auction items was there. Everything down to um, school fundraisers, sports team fundraisers, uh, the different cycling events that are happening now. So someone's going to be cycling, you know, 500 kilometers, and they're trying to raise funds. So they'll they'll do their own events and use our, our team building events as raffle items or draw prizes or silent auction items. So it helps them. It helps all kind. Uh, it runs the gamut all across North America. Yeah, so super it's pretty well cool. Rounded. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It used to just be a local thing, and now it's expanded all over the continent. That's really great. That's wonderful. Um, so now one of the things that I really wanted to ask you um, was just sort of about what kinds of things have shaped your own personal experience. Did you have any experiences growing up, like volunteering or, or anything yeah. else along those lines that may have impacted your views on philanthropy? Yeah, so for me it's probably a two-part answer. One is growing up, um, for me, my sports coaches played a massive role in my, in my growing up as a kid. I would spend hours upon hours upon hours down at the sports fields. Mm -hmm. um, so having them there to, you know, see, see how they lived their life and, and what kind of parents they were and role models, that was a huge impact on my life. Um, so I also saw them how much fun they had mm -hmm. and also came to realize, not so much as a little kid, but as a teenager, hey, this is something that I might be able to do. So that's when I started coaching sports. Uh, and actually being, I was on a soccer executive when I was 14 years old. Oh, cool. Um, because I just saw the impact that could have and loved it. And I've coached all the way up now and just a couple of years ago, I finally retired from coaching. So that's the, that's the personal side of it. The second side I think I already mentioned is watching James Corbett, our mm -hmm. chairman, mm -hmm. and just see how he has integrated that into his life and into his business life. And so it just, it just made total sense to keep, keep it going. That's wonderful. It's, uh, it's been good. 
That's great. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. You see a lot of um, those sports analogies like, can really apply to so many different facets of life. Totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, because that it, it's volunteers that, mm-hmm. that fuel all of that. You know, it's the same with scouts and guides. Mm-hmm. And uh, old school is the same with dance and, and theater and things like that. A lot of it now is switching to more professional paid coaches. But even then, um, they're not paid what they're worth in those roles. So in a mm-hmm. sense, they're volunteering as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it just makes sense. Someone, you know, get, get people to step up and do it. It's, it's what we need. Yeah, absolutely. So now, um, things like volunteer days and initiatives like beach cleanups are meaningful efforts to both the employee and the cause. Um, so with that in mind, how does a company integrate CSR into company culture in a genuine way? Yeah, I think this gets back to how we started right. um, the podcast today, mm-hmm. and that is about, um, you know, one of the things I challenge all the team members here with is how are you going to add to the culture this month? It's mm-hmm. one of the screens that's up on all our dashboards. How are you going to improve the culture, enhance the culture this month. So some of these initiatives are the things that have come out of that. It's not because it's my idea or my energy to fuel, but when you can have all of your team members thinking about things like that, some of them will think about charitable actions. It's just just what it's going to be. And then their energy is then genuine, and then their energy spreads, and the people they work want to support them, and they get behind it. And the next thing you know, picking up garbage on a local beach is a really fun thing to do. I mean, mm-hmm. who, who could have thought? But it actually was a really, really fun event. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. So I think that's the secret to it is, is, and that comes back to the core values as well, the alignment of core values. So if you can if you can recruit and hire and onboard people that share the same core values, this stuff is easy. Mm-hmm. It's when you don't do that and you have people that have all different mindset about what is good or whatever it might be, the right thing to do, then it gets becomes a little more difficult. Right. But getting those people to really drive these things, no different than the person who drives the sport, you know, gets the sports pool going or whatever. It's that person's helping add to your culture. Mm-hmm. There are people in your company, I guarantee it, who, if you told them that you would support them, would by all means invest their time to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Sort of like the heart and soul. To- uh, totally, uh, absolutely. It just yeah. make it just makes sense, and people want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this common belief for whatever reason that people will only do what they're paid to do or what they're told to do, it's, it's just not true at all. Yeah. You know, the bulk, bulk of people in society want things to be better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Want, want to help and give back and totally. help others be happy. Even in very small ways, spending a half hour picking up garbage on a local beach mm-hmm. makes a big difference. Absolutely. Um, so now you told me a little bit earlier about some of the initiatives um, that Outback does. You guys also offer a wide variety of charity-themed mm-hmm. team-building activities like the Charity Bike Build-A-Thon and Wheelchairs for Charity. Yep. So can you tell me a little bit just about how the team came up with these things and why it was important to include them? Yeah, I think what has happened here in the last 10 years is that our team's been really good at actually talking to a lot of customers and finding out what it is they're looking for, what they're interested in, what charities their companies support. And then once we are able to get that information from them, then the magic happens with our event team who is able to design some really, really cool and fun and engaging activities. And, and then the secret sauce, of course, is to design those activities that can be done anywhere for any group size, um, that are portable, flexible, all of that. So that's what makes it really, really cool is, is the, all of our events, um, the ones you mentioned, Wheelchairs for Charity, Charity Bike Build-A-Thon, can all be done with small little tiny groups, can be done with thousands of people at a time. Mm-hmm. So it's been, you know, it's really been, it's really been our, our, our customers that are the main drivers. And 
and uh, yeah anybody who's got any more ideas by all means let us know because we're we're all ears that's great yeah. that's great all right Marie so do you have any final tips for our listeners before we sign off yeah I mean I mean the big thing I guess it just ties into our core values so you know take action go to your team mention at a planning session or some memo or whatever or a brief you send out to your team ask them for ideas what are they passionate about and then look for trends right so you might have uh, a, a number of people who are interested in a certain type of charity maybe it's kids things maybe it's centered around some uh, uh, charity around disease or who knows what it might be but find out what those trends are and then figure out how you can support it within the means of your company whatever whatever that might be it could be a hundred dollars it could be a lot of money. It could be time that you allow people to take. You know, we're going to take, uh, everybody gets a half day allotment during the year to go out and do something. But figure out what you can do that still maintains the health of the company, but takes a little of that excess and gives it gives it back. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's something every every business can do uh, without any issue whatsoever. Well, it's like we were saying before, even the smallest effort can make a huge exactly. world of difference. It, it, exactly. It will change the, the thought about, uh, about just how everybody in the company thinks about each other. It's just one more little piece to add that culture and make it that little bit better. But again, driven from the team members, not necessarily from the leader. It's just so important. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Murray. That's it for this episode of Outback Team Building and Training Tips. Outback Team Building and Training helps organizations across North America build relationships through memorable team building, training, and consulting experiences. And our team has been recommended by over 14,000 corporate groups in the United States and Canada. For more tips and expert advice on CSR and philanthropic team building, visit the downloadable resources section of our website at outbackteambuilding.com to download your free copy of everything your business needs to know about CSR. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Until next time, thank you for listening.